Hey team, welcome back and welcome to episode 35 of Transition Talk, where we talk about dental transitions and how to navigate the sometimes messy path to practice ownership. As we enter a new decade and a fresh new year, I think it's necessary to take a look back, look at where you've been and figure out what you want to accomplish as you move forward. We certainly do that here at NDP and it's always so fun to think back to where we started, where we are today and set some goals for the upcoming year. We coach you guys and passionately believe in ownership and the five reasons for owning your own practice, but the benefits of ownership aren't only in dentistry and they certainly apply to us. So we thought for a bit of fun and also a bit of a lesson, we would give you the backstory of NDP, the good, the bad, the mistakes we've made that we've learned from and that we can now laugh about. So a bit of a different episode, but I hope you will join us on a little tale of ownership. This is making fun of Charles episode. It is not making fun of Charles. How are you? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Yes, it is good to be back. So good to be back in routine. You know, working at Cane Waters, I've built myself up to make sure that I have financial planning goals and I'm going to retire at whatever, age 60. But I realized in two (laughs) weeks that I don't know about retirement anymore because if I have to stay home and load the dishwasher one more freaking time, I am going to shoot myself. Well, good, because we want you here longer. Okay, good, good. Okay. So any 2020 goals, any resolutions? So I thought about this one and my mom, she's passed. She passed in 98. And I went down to see where she grew up this past weekend with my dad. And so I really started having this reflection about mom and she was so known for her random acts of kindness and it wasn't just giving a dollar to the person underneath the bridge but this was the full-on take your coat off take your gloves off making a separate sandwich in a bag and being able to find somebody to give that sandwich to and never sharing but somehow somebody would always see what was going on, ask that question, and that was always shared with me. And Aww. so this year is my random act of kindness. I already started. I like that. I already started. I saw somebody on a Facebook post and just randomly gave to their cause. So just stuff like that. Little, so I'm going to do bit. a little bit here along the way. So that's one of my personal goals. And the business goal is I own a Peloton. No, mm-hmm. you own a Peloton. I do own a Peloton. My goal is to actually be on the Peloton. Oh. Not just to look at it and so see the monthly So novel. Wow. So I got on it, and oh my God, it works because my shirt was full of sweat uh, yesterday. <laughs> so it is working, Christy. I got to stay on the Peloton. Always good to have goals at the beginning of the year. So before I ask you about your personal goals and business goals, I got to let our people know something. Oh, what is it? You're a partner. I we made am. you a partner in DP. Yay. You're an owner. I'm so You make proud. more money. You're building money <laughs> in your business. you got great tax money, great pension. Planning, you're in control of your own destiny, girlfriend. I can girlfriend. now talk about being an owner. I know. I know. I'm so you know proud. How hard that Thank was you. When we were on stage together, and I was talking about ownership, I felt something missing. Like I know that you had to be speaking in these environments and thinking, well, what about me? What's my ownership? Yeah. What's my path? And so I'm so proud I of trust. you. Thank you I so am much. So so proud of you. You've worked so hard at it. I felt like my baby already. Well, I know. And we we're talking <laughs> about that baby here in a second. Well, tell me some of your personal goals. And so you. I've got two. So professionally, good. Yes. yes. Check. Right. We all have little personal goals, which we have here. But personally, I have a goal of I've made a lot of physical activity goals over the years and I never do any of them. I mean, I'm a pretty active person. But last year I had a couple surgeries, put me down some time. So this year I did my goals a little differently. I just have a goal of being active for 4,600 minutes over the year. So that averages out to roughly like three 30-minute sessions a week, which seems like nothing. Right. But 
I feel like I'm usually exceed goals when I set them like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. So that's my goal. 4,600 minutes. So I'm just have an app where I'm like logging the number of active minutes yeah. and I've been on my Peloton more. Yes. And so it's almost like and a game. Peloton does a challenge as well. Yep. So you can kind of log your minutes. Yep. So okay. I'm dying today. I'm a little sore. All it's right. been a while. Second personal thing. It is the year of the dog. And so the Ratcliffs are getting a dog. I did not know this. I know you didn't know this. Yes. So my kids don't know. So if my kids won't listen to this episode, my husband doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> but if anyone who knows me listens to this episode, don't tell my kids. Nice. So we're officially putting in the deposit to wait on the dog. So I'm sure you'll hear more about that once it happens. And I'll be cursing well, you the had dog. the plant. Those lived. You had a couple of kids and those lived. So now you try a dog. Let's try a dog. Okay. So it should be a good year. Good year. <laughs> So we've talked about this a few times. I love this story. I love how we started. I want you to tell everyone about how we started because I feel like there's even pieces of this that I don't know yet. Every time you tell it, I hear a little bit more because what NDP is today is not what it started out as. So what did NDP start as? So way back in 2003, it was like my first year actually speaking at dental schools. I figured out going to dental schools and talking to young students, it was something that I enjoyed. I've always enjoyed teaching. And so I started teaching and then I got this idea back in the day where our Kane Waters clients, they would send us like a fax and it would say, hey, here's a resume of somebody. Maybe you can make a placement or, or touch somebody that needs a good candidate in Tennessee. And so those CVs would come to me. I kind of hold on to them. Kane Waters clients would sometimes say, hey, you got anybody looking? And I would just kind of be on the side, just be doing this. And I'd had a little bit of experience in the medical recruiting business as well for three months. So the wheels were turning out of place, people. So I start going to all these dental schools, start building relationships, and then I was going to be, okay, maybe I could figure out how to put this dental placement business together, national dental placements. So I get, I load this software up called Business Pro Plan, and I've got all these ideas and get your whole squat analysis and and your strengths and your weaknesses and how you're going to market and your rent and your budgets and all this. And I literally stayed up for like 48 hours. I mean, I think I took a day off from work and maybe I started like on a Sunday and I just started typing. So I was in the kitchen of my old house, just typed out typed, typed notes and I would come back to something, just rewrote and I was just literally brained up. And I mean, it was right at the time I was like, walked by and she just like, see me, are you still working on that? Like, yep. And I finally put it together. This was 04. This is in 04. Okay. So I just put the freaking brain dump and just went like crazy. And then basically the concept was I was going to place dentists and I was going to charge the established doctor $20,000 basic fee. Mm-hmm. So if I matched them up, I got paid this headhunter fee. And I would maybe match like 50 people in a year. It's a million dollars. It's all about Easy how can Charles money. make a million dollars. It's so simple. And so I wrote up this business plan, and I even shared this business plan with my current partners today, back then mm-hmm. when they were my coworkers at King Waters, and other people. And I'm telling you, Christy, it was pretty defeating, or probably the best things that ever happened to me, when pretty much everybody said, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yep. And I guess, to you'll find out later, to some part of this, it didn't work, but I don't like to be told it didn't work. Yep. I kind of a guy that if you tell me I can, I'm going to try to figure out how to do it. But uh, anyway, that was just a brain dump back in 04. I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I was going to place all these dentists. And so you got so, told no. I got told no, so, so I still did it, and it, it was a struggle. So how did you start? Did you take out a loan? Like, how I did, did you I get did it going? $400,000 loan. 
personal loan, 12% interest. Yowza. Yes. Not the 389? No, not the 389 special. uh, Yeah, no, no. No, I borrowed a ton of money. And so what did you do with the money? So, again... Part of this great business pro plan, I had this marketing idea, and I decided I was going to create a DVD. A DVD? Yes, yes. Kids, do you know what a DVD is? <laughs> I don't think that many of our <laughs> listeners know what a DVD they probably This is before like. Blu-ray, <laughs> which does that even exist now? So I went and I had this huge, like, professional, like, two-camera film crew, like, the big desk, like you would see, kind of news anchor type mm-hmm. desk, that same setup, yep. the backdrop, I had a professional person from the interview. I had these other people in dentistry that were there to kind of bounce some ideas off about maybe practice management. And I really thought this was going to be the ticket. I was going to educate the buyer on the reasons they must own. I was going to put a DVD out together and I'm going to mail this DVD out to the dental students all across the country. Another part of my investments, I bought the list. You can buy the list of ASDA for yep. all the addresses, or I think I maybe mailed them to the school, and you know, this is your little box, and I would put a little DVD in each of the boxes. Just the filming was like twenty five to thirty thousand. Very expensive. Twenty five to thirty grand for the <laughs> filming. Then there was some editing. Then there was packaging. Another thirty plus thousand dollars just to mail out these 10,000 DVDs to the D3s and D4s, driving them to the website to hopefully get them to watch. And so as I started going to dental schools following months and even year, I would hold up the DVD and said, did anybody get this? And people would raise their hand. Now, now, of the people who raised their hand, did you watch it? And nobody watched it. Nobody watched it. It was such a fail, such a great idea. I put so much time and energy on this DVD. And so I really wanted it to work and just gonna drive traffic to the site and they're gonna see all these job opportunities that I have. That's how it was all gonna work. That part of the plan just didn't work out. So, good goal, education. I mean, still, like, if I think about what our goal is today, it's still education. It's just maybe the execution may have not been ideal. Is that what I'm hearing you say? I know. Part of what made NDP successful is my full-time job at Kane Waters. Okay, so I had that income coming in. So this is all on the side. And so what it shows you is the importance of your commitment to something. If you commit to something, you're going to be really, really good. And for those two that are going back to 05, I had to look this up and went YouTube, and that's about when YouTube came out in 05. So that would have been a great space free to be able to take that content and put that out there and promote it that way but um, just didn't have all that information that, and that type of knowledge man if we get our hands on that DVD I would be so <laughs> I know, I know, happy I know it was poorly executed so. I'm sorry <laughs> I, I wish your great great leader here could have shown you the way like wow you were really good 10 you know, years ago but I think it shows that what your idea is and like the ability to do something like brainstorming other ways to make right. that goal happen right like podcast, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Like that could have been a much more expensive endeavor. Yeah. And we chose to not make it one. I know. So, okay, back to 04. So you weren't here. Where did NDP live? Okay. So this guy, I won't mention names, but this guy, he produced a bunch of DVDs. That's how I got connections to the filming crew. So what I did is I office inside of his space and he charged me like three or four grand a month. But that three or four grand... What you got is not just the space, but you got access to his software and 
is fax capability. Oh, faxing. Fax capability. So, so back in the day, what you would do is you would fax all of these dentists. This is actually before it was illegal. And so you'd fax all the established doctors. Like spam them? Yes, yeah, so it'd spam them, basically. So you spam them via a fax and say, mm-hmm. listen, I have dentists that are looking for jobs. And then hopefully they would call the 1-800 number that we set up. And then we would call on those doctors as well. So I had like a dedicated sales team. And they would call and they would get a commission. And so, I don't know, it was like three or four grand rent there a month. And then I had to pay a commission for any time that someone sold something. And then I paid like a CFO, like three grand a month as well to help me with the financials. On the financials I didn't have because I wasn't making any money. Uh, and then unlimited faxes. I've heard you say this before. Uh, unlimited. unlimited. Yeah, I got it's, unlimited for my like, three or four grand. It's like on your cell phone with unlimited text messaging now. <laughs> unlimited faxes. As many as you can send. Okay, so I know you're making fun of I'm me. I'm not but, making fun of you. But I want you to know <laughs> that literally within the first week, I mean, we are operating, I don't know, it's like October 2015. We start the fax campaign. We start calling on like Savannah, Georgia or something. We get somebody to answer the phone. Yes, I'm looking for an associate. I have somebody that is experienced. They're in Savannah. They basically literally walk across the street, interview. They accept the position. They start working like the very next week and we get paid 20 something thousand dollars within a week. And I was so freaking excited. I bet you were. I mean, I'm gonna. This You're is like, good. This is every millionaire. Week. Millionaire. <laughs> and no, I had someone today who said, "How long do you think it'll take to find me an associate or, or to find me a, a partner, or a yeah. buyer?" Like, there's such a degree of luck in this, right? It's like there's skill. But there's also just, I mean, you're matching two humans. Like, there is a level of, like, just timing and luck. So I'm not making fun of you at all. So I thought it was, you know, and then it just went cold. I mean, literally, like, months before we had something else. And then we went to this retainer model where you call the doctors, and for 2500 bucks a month, you're on retainer. And then if we don't find something in a year, we'll give you 2500 bucks back. And so then at least I could drive some revenue in. Ooh. It was painful, Christy. Any, like, fun, crazy stories? There's always at least well, a few. Well, yeah, there's always that guy. And so, like, one of my employees, I was thinking about this, um, he took naps at his desk. Like Seinfeld, George? I could not make this crap up. <laughs> he was literally, like, blanky taking naps at his desk. <laughs> I, I wanted to murder. He was actually my last employee, you know, so I wanted just to take him out. And dental economics, nothing wrong back in the day with some good old, yep. you know, hardcore marketing. I think my bill was like three grand a month for a full page ad in dental economics. Were you tracking the number of leads that came from that $3,000 a month, yes, Charles? Yes, like a special phone number. We didn't get anything. Mm. We got a couple of leads, nothing closed. Stay another 40 grand. Another 40 grand down the tubes at 12% interest that I'm paying back. It was special, special times. We're laughing together. Yeah. Right? But like some of these things that I'm hearing are mistakes or lessons that I think that we've had. I've talked with several doctors who've had a too expensive radio ad or a TV right, ad, right. right? I mean, I think when you're passionate and you really want something to oh, work, you right. make decisions that are more you're emotional right. than logical, which again, back to the whole like, 
have someone else who's better at you doing this to kind of help guide you on those decisions. Yeah, and we'll switch off to the story for a second, but I think what you're saying here is so important is that there is certainly a model in dentistry where you're coming in and purchasing these practices and you can see, let's just stick with what works. Mm-hmm. The problem with NDP, when we founded NDP, is that there wasn't a, not a model. There, there wasn't no. a McDonald's franchise no. with here's how the cars come through, here's the hamburger, and there wasn't anything there. It was just an idea. And so that's the challenge when you have these out-of-the-box ideas to get them to work. And so anyway, fast forward. It, it yeah, start, what was it the pivot? It starts to work. So the pivot was I was about ready to fire my sleepy guy, okay? <laughs> he didn't know this, but I had like 10 or 15 grand in the bank. I had around 40 or 50 grand of monies that were coming in. And we actually had some revenues along the yeah. way that came in. But I got like a 40 grand check coming in. I'm paying him like five or six grand a month, something like that. And I timed it to where once that 40 grand and once the cash I had in the bank, that was going to pay off my 400 grand debt. And so I'm timing it and shutting the firm down. I'm tired of waking up in the middle of the night with my stomach just in knots. And I'm done. But during this process that I'm waiting for my 40 grand check to come in, a client called me and said, hey, this person just passed away. Can you help them transition to their practice? I drive out to East Texas, I meet the family, and I go, I think I might have somebody for you. And I put together my first transition. And it wow. worked. And so I think the revenue from that was like 40 grand. So now that one's gonna close another two months. So now I'm positive. So now I can let Sleepy go and make 40 grand. <laughs> win win. <laughs> then in that process of waiting for that 40 grand and still Sleepy is still there, I got another deal. And the guy says, hey, I'm thinking about selling my parent practice. And I find somebody, and sure enough, that's a hit. And that's like a 60 or 70,000 revenue. So now I got 100 grand sitting. I'm like, maybe I should keep the thing open. So was that the transition between like the placement thing? I'm going to keep trying to do that because it's hit or miss, but like there's this other piece that's transition or is that when you felt it, like it, that clicked or was yeah, it later? No, no, it definitely made me recognize that, that the transition game was so important because there's big transactions that can happen there. And most importantly, how difficult it is to get two People. humans to yeah. kind of like each other just to say, hey, I'll work for you, work for you. There's so much back and forth. And we've done this and we do our coaching yep. with our seller consulting and we guide the young person and his associate it is a woman it's a back lot. and forth mm-hmm. and so that's the stuff that we were dealing with before even got paid so I think just the pivot point to know the associate thing wasn't going to work but to focus more on the transition and focus on some other services that we slowly started to uncover and that kind of takes us down this road a little bit further and that's about where you entered the May I did I entered in 14 yeah so I think March of 14 so like how long before I started so like you came right after sleepy oh okay. sleepy okay you came right after sleepy so we, the bar was really high for me oh yeah yeah stay Super away hard. stay away <laughs> yeah and we were pretty much at break even so we had a lot of cash flow in the bank that's mm-hmm. not much but i knew that i needed to change where the company was going to go i knew we needed to get into the valuation game mm-hmm. i knew that we needed to eventually kind of start helping some buyers buy business because that's what i had access to all young people about a promotion of ownership but here I am teaching these people about ownership, but I don't have an ownership package. What in the heck? The finally a light bulb goes up like, dude, 
while you offer a service that every single buyer needs, which is yeah. someone that got them in ownership, and you believe in it. Yeah. Duh. It was it was like a meshing of like... It only took me 10 years. Why am I talking like Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's where I needed somebody with your CPA-type experience to guide them through this process and for you to take them through this. And so my pivot point was there is to say, I need to focus on an individual. I can do a brain dump and then let yep. you run with it. And somehow, some way, you accepted my offer. I think if you were to really yes. know the financials of this business, you and Chris would have said, this dude is crazy and I'm out. So one of my really good friends gave you my resume and I show up and I was ready for a change myself and I went home and it was a very long interview, but I had a good feeling and yeah. I think I liked what I was told I was going to be doing. I'm not right, sure I right. totally knew, right. but I got home and I was like, Chris, I'm pretty sure I'd be the only employee. Like, I think there was someone else here. But anyway, I said, I'm not really sure what I'd be doing, but I think I want to do it. <laughs> and he looked at me because I'm the most type A, right. accounting, Super conservative, totally conservative. I was like, I'm pretty sure there's not a health plan or retirement. I'm pretty sure there's no reason, really. This is all true. This is all true. Uh, but I think I want to do it. And so super nervous. But I really kind of believed, one, in my friend who recommended me, but then two, just in kind of the goal and education and just kind of the environment and the culture says a lot. And I say this to our buyers all the time, like, you kind of have to have a gut feeling. Sometimes you just have to go with your gut and listen to it, even if your brain's telling you logically something else. And so that's what I did. When I showed up, we had valuations. We added buyers consulting that first year. I think that was one of the first things that we did. And we already had some going that we weren't formally helping, but we're kind of in the mix and you were just working for free. free. And so I think we formalized that and we began to search for some really good team members. And that's been a really long process. That was 14. And that's been a really long process. We hired Katriana out there, who's phenomenal. And she joined us. She was our first under me, kind of that first person. And she's been with us, an incredible person and really big asset to our listing team. And then in 50, we finally said we're going to stop placing associates. And that's been hard for you sometimes. Because sometimes Charles just wants to help everyone. And he's like, no, but let's just find one. And I'm like, do you remember how hard it is? And mainly because it goes against, not against, right? I mean, we say you always have to be an associate, but it's hard to place someone when we say ownership, 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 and we're placing people in places they're never going to have ownership. So, And we began the formal shift to NDP. That was your idea. It was my idea. Yeah, I get it. And everyone's like, you can't just be NDP. You have to stand for something. And I'm like, well, we stand for something. We're trying to say it because it's confusing. If we don't place, we shouldn't say place. So anyway, and then 16 through 18 are kind of a blur of just busy. Yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff. Fired some people. We had one guy that we let go and and he said, hey, can you do me a favor? I left some Pop-Tarts. Oh, yeah. We had to ship him some (laughs) Pop-Tarts. He wanted his Pop-Tarts. So so he was always known as Pop-Tarts. We also Uh, had someone who left and quit with a sticky note. Oh, yeah. Same as Sex in the City. We've really had some really cellular people. And uh, one guy came to get his salad dressing. Yeah, we've had a lot yeah. of food things. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. We've also had a lot of good people who, and I think this is a lesson we've learned, a lot of people who are intelligent and right. bright That's and true. good, but they just weren't a fit for here, right? right? And we've also acknowledged that when we have good people, you do whatever you need to do to keep those good people. And like I hope... make them a partner? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I think that's 
really important too. And we hear buyers ask questions all the time about how to manage staff and how do I keep good staff? And it's one of those things where you have to figure out what works for your team. But if you have good people that help make your processes better, Lord, hold on to those people. I mean, my goal is never for people to come and ask for raises. My goal is to make sure you're ahead of it. The goal is that you try to almost overpay your team. That way you can ask more of them. That's true. Expectations. Rise with pay. Isn't that what you tell me? <laughs> yes, yes. And then 16 through 18, I got my CVA. So that was kinda, I, I, listen, I told you. I said, I, I need you to teach, and, and the CVA is really important to me. I yep. wanted when people looked at the NDP from evaluations, when I wanted your credentials to be able to sell. Yeah. And it's been a part of it. And I had experience in that realm and yeah. had been doing that for a long time. So the credentials just helped there. Again, with the team members, just had a team member came back from our holiday break and showed me a piece of paper. And she had taken the CVA of her own will and passed it. And we're just so proud of her. So you want team members who want to be better on their own without you pushing them to be. And so shout out to Dawn oh, yeah. for new credentials. She's been a rock star in our evaluation team for a while. So another member there. We have to give a shout out also to the water bottles. Yes. The water bottles happened in this time period. And so everyone loves the NDP water bottles. If you don't have a water bottle, let us know. I'm not going to send you one probably, but if you find us, we give them away a lot. The water bottles rock. I mean, I didn't realize what type of impact that was going to have, but I first found out that, well, my people are coming to my lectures, man. I'm, I'm like really good. And then I find out that they're really coming for the water bottle. Oh, you got to figure out what speaks to your Whatever. People. It's a your free, name free out. Free lunch and a free water bottle. So, uh, <laughs> And then we would be amiss if we didn't talk about another big marketing thing that we did, which is this podcast. We launched that in June of 18. And it was honestly born out of a very selfish need. As we grew and had more coaching calls and we're just kind of staffing, we just needed to stop repeating ourselves about some of the things. I mean, hopefully you know this from listening to these episodes, but there are some very common denominators in every transition. And so this podcast allowed us the ability to educate and spread our message and speak on these topics and then kind of save phone calls for more individualized information about certain transitions. So yep. it's and been it, fantastic. It's just so meaningful. And people just say that I appreciate what you're doing for the mm-hmm. demo community. I know I've said that in this podcast more than once, but that's what drives oh, me. Oh, yeah. You know, that's what really, for me to speak before hours or after hours or just to travel and be away on weekends or something because I'm lecturing at meetings, which is a great segue, which where we're going to be speaking. But when someone comes up to me and tells me, thank you for that message and thank you for that, if it wasn't for you or for the two of us hearing your message I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And that's what stops me. That's the part where just, like, I get it. And I heard a comedian this weekend, and it was so well done. Like, he's so rehearsed, professional. This is like a Showtime type guy. And I went up to him. I gave him that feedback. I was like, dude, I know how hard that is. And I know that maybe make a hundred grand and they're on the road 50 weeks a year. Mm-hmm. It's a tough gig. Yeah. But they do it out of that. I'm trying to like give them a little bit of that love. That a little people, passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love. But um, hey, speaking of on the speaking gig, we've got some stuff coming yeah, up. Yeah, so, some good stuff. Speaking of the Rocky Mountain. Yep. Okay. Doing that one so, with you. So the two of us are there. I'm going to be at the Yankee Dental meeting. I'll be at the Henman. Hinman is always one of the greater means. If you've never been to Hinman, I'll love me some Hinman. I'll be speaking at the AAE for my endos, and then we're speaking together at the AACD. We yes. killed it last time so there. Fun. Looking forward to that one. So definitely be on the lookout 2020 for some of our spring lectures and, and share it with others where we're going to be so we can uh, keep filling up our rooms. And this has been so fun. I mean, I think it's helpful. Hopefully, if you're still listening, NDP really has always been about education, right? We've had a little evolution to get where we are, but from helping 15 people to helping 150 people to growing revenue 300%, I mean, we have really come a long way. And I think it's that core passion that you have always had for our business 
business and educating in the industry and just kind of staying focused on true to kind of like, what are our goals and being good people and good business and really just wanting to help our end client get to where they're going in the most honest way we can. Well, you've done an amazing job of just taking that passion and being at your own aside. That pops on, on not just how you lead these podcasts, but in your speeches and even the team that you have developed that have created that same sense of passion. And so, again, so proud of you for this major, major milestone in the company and very, very proud of you. And so send Christy a little shout out. You know, she, Christy, National Dental Placement, so just send her a message and let her know how proud <laughs> you are of her. She is a true Thank badass. You. So, uh, you know, we don't need to edit that one. That's just, just <laughs> let it out there. Christy is a badass. Well, it's a lot awesome. can happen in 15 years. Yes. All right, that's it for today. The first transition talk of the decade. A fun episode and a little out of the wheelhouse, but hopefully you can see that where we are and that success, if you are on the road to ownership is never a straight line. And if you keep your eye on the prize, you'll get there and we can help you. So have a great year planned for you. Interviews with new owners, continued specialty transition episodes, episodes about partnership, hiring associates, etc. So remember to subscribe to Transition Talk wherever you listen to your podcasts. And as always, like us on social media. Have a great day. Until next time. See you guys.